Delta Phi Alpha. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Kappa Alpha Psi. Omega Psi Phi. Delta Sigma Theta. Phi Beta Sigma. Theta Phi Beta. Sigma Gamma Rho. Iota Phi Theta. This is Eric with Greekly Speaking, and I'm pleased to have joining me Carlos Harlow, who is a poet, author, publisher, digital marketing professional, and a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. He was initiated in the Tao Zai chapter in the fall of 2004 on the campus of the University of Texas at Dallas. Carlos, welcome to Greekly Speaking. How are you doing today, man? Oh, thanks, Eric. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm doing great. How about you? Hey, hey, pretty good, man. And and nice. and, and as we said during the sound check, man, um, you are officially one of the charter members of the Greekly Speaking podcast, man. Hey. So, you, you, and, <laughs> What's up? And, and, and you're representing the first family, you know, Alpha Phi Alpha, and you're the first Alpha to join. So nice. they're going to be singing your song in the future. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely glad to be on. It's an honor to be here. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. So what was it like, man? 2004, you pledged, but obviously first you made a decision to go and attend University mm -hmm. of Texas at Dallas. So um, what, what, what led into that decision? Well, I'll, um, man, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded question, but I'll try to make it short <laughs> as possible. So I'm um, originally from Houston, Texas, and I had applied to, you know, just different schools, some in-state, out-of-state. And I thought about going to UT Austin and mm -hmm. I never officially applied, believe it or not, to UT Dallas. Uh, one of my close friends from middle school and high school, he was like, hey, you want to try UT Dallas? I'm thinking about going there. Maybe we can be roommates. I'm like, for sure. I never heard of it. But um, I check it <laughs> out. And I never applied because I had already, you know, racked up all these application fees. So long story short, I had... um. Uh, I got a letter in the mail from UTD saying I had been accepted, never applied. I was like, okay. So I took that as a sign, like, okay, this, that must be where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I ended up at UTD. Uh, been living in the Dallas area ever since. So I've been here in Dallas for about, uh, what, like 17 years now. And um, I don't have, believe it or not, I don't have anybody in my immediate family that's Greek. Um, my parents aren't, my grandparents aren't, I do have some cousins that are. Um, so for me, it was really, I'll say my story is probably a little different from other people that I know that have done it. So it wasn't like, you know, I had that father figure or something like that, um, that was Greek to, to look up with, you know, my father's a great guy, but he just, just so happens to not be Greek. But, um, for me, what really attracted me to it was, a lot of the mentors and the guys that I kept running into at UTD that really had an impact on me, they all were alphas. And the interesting thing about it was they never said they were alphas or not right off, not right off the bat. We maybe got into the third or fourth conversation and then that came up that they were alphas. So it wasn't like, you know, wearing letters all the time, like, look at me, I'm alpha. It wasn't that type of thing at all. So I was, that's what really drew me in was just the brotherhood and that, that mentorship that I saw just right off the bat. So all I heard is that you didn't go Sigma, but that's okay. All right. So <laughs> I will say this, and this is, this is no lie. 
I don't think I've ever met a Sigma that wasn't cool. Like for real. Like yeah. I just, yeah, I know a lot of Sigmas and they are all like That's all good, man. So at what point did you decide that you wanted to actually join a fraternity? For me, it was at the end of my freshman year. It's pretty early on. By UT Dallas being such a it's really kind of like a commuter school. It's, it's grown a whole lot since I went there. But at that time, and then when you talk about the black population, it's very small. Well, back then it was very small, still small now, but a lot larger than it was when I went there. And so everybody was really just close knit. You know, you looked out for each other. So that whole brotherhood aspect, I got that pretty early on. But my mom was like, all right, if you could, this was a foreign concept to her because she's like, I mean, she knew about Greek stuff, but she's like, you want to do what? And so finally, you know, convinced my parents about it. And she was like, well, I'm not paying for it. So, <laughs> so still ended up doing it and, you know, just, you know, raised my own money, which is funny because back then it seemed like it was a lot of money and people would laugh at that now because, I mean, you know, the fees and everything, just everything is just so much more expensive now. But, but yeah, she was like, all right, you want to go for it? Cool. But, you know, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, money is not defined by cost. It's defined by the amount that you have. <laughs> so, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it, I, trust me when I say I've been there, man. And, right. and I had to have that same conversation with, uh, with my aunt, man. And, and oh man, you, whew, I had to sell her. I had to go get at the time, man. I placed at eighty six, but uh -huh. uh, oh my god, I had to tell her, hey, I need two hundred dollars. And then I, I put that out there on the table, and I just walked back because I thought it was going to be a swinging moment. <laughs> but um, man, all, all I heard was go get my pocketbook, and I was like, okay, we're going to make this happen, man. But it's all uh -huh. good. But so let me ask you this: so, so how many people were on your line? <laughs> And uh, that's funny. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's not supposed to be a funny question, man. That's supposed yeah. to be a numerical answer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was one. It was just me. And um, what's funny about that, though, is I'm, an, I'm my mom's only child. So in some regards, I was like, oh, this because, you know, I'm coming into this completely green, you know. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is cool. It's just me. I'm used to it being by myself. And, and there, you know, don't get me wrong, there were definitely some benefits of being a solo, but it was some times I was like, man, I, you know, <laughs> I would have liked to have had, you know. Wow. It's, it's funny, um, two of the chapter brothers um, that I'm really, really close friends with now that, that came in a semester and two after I did, um, had everything gone as planned, we would have been line brothers. Um, but the, it just didn't work out that way but um so you know it was just meant for, for us to all do it at our designated times i guess but but yeah it was it was just me yeah <laughs> okay so what was the name of the line and what was your line name okay so my specific line name was the frozen one so it's it's d-a and then frozen with a ph um and how i got that name was they said i had the same expression like the whole time like they were like we don't know if you pissed off if you happy you said like you just because my whole thing was like i'm trying to keep my poker face the whole time but you know of course they you know there's times when they're like okay we know we ticked you off or something. <laughs> but um but that, that's pretty much how i got the name and then 
my whole line's name was the seventh sign of completion. Um, and that was because um, UTD is a, a really young chapter, or Towson, I should say, it's a pretty young chapter uh, compared to some of the other chapters in the Metroplex. So when I went over in fall of 04, and the chapter had actually started in 03. So it was a really, really young chapter when I got in. So I was the seventh person in the chapter. So that's how I got that name. Ah, that, that, that's that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Did they have a, a full set of Greeks on campus at the time? No, they didn't. And uh, I'll tell you a quick funny story about that, too. So I it was just alphas. Um, it was AKs and deltas. So, again, I'm not. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> that was it. Now, now we had I knew a couple of sigmas that went there. They had a couple of kappas. Um, and I knew a couple of Zetas, but as far as actual chapters, that was like, that was it. And um, I, like I said, I, I knew the connection with Alpha and AKA, but my freshman year, a lot of my female friends were Deltas. So when I had my coming out show or whatever, when it was over it was in the front row, it was, there were all these Deltas there and then there were all these AKAs. So, I didn't go to the AKAs first. I go to the Deltas and I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, congratulations. I mean, and they got gifts for me, everything, you know, because I'm I'm really cool with them. <laughs> so, so my advisor pulled me to the side and he was like, hey, um, yeah, you probably should have went and hugged the AKAs first. And so I kind of like snapped back a little bit because I'm like, I'm not, I mean, we're not that, it was maybe two of them that I was real tight with, but there were like eight deltas that I was cool with, so so yeah, it, it was just funny how it all rolled out. But yeah, <laughs> wow, man, um, you know, we, you know, as neophytes, you know, we we tend to make a lot of mistakes, man. But yeah. that is probably one of my top five after hearing that, man. I don't really know <laughs> right. how you got away with that one, man. That 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 was kind of, that was kind of special there, man. Yeah, it's good that 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 you got love from everybody that you know the whole greek family on that campus no matter how large it was um right. that and, right. and that's what that love is and man i found that sometimes on, on the smaller campuses man you, you you get the tightest families you know true and um mm-hmm. and, and it's always a beautiful thing when when other people could come out and help celebrate even though it was just a line of one you know that right. that's that's <laughs> awesome man so so let me, let me let me ask you this man so you, you talked about your Greek influences or really how this was kind of new to you. But once you were a part of the chapter, how did that impact your life? What changed for you? Really, for me, I would say the the biggest thing was learning how to manage my time. I mean, it was fun and you got to go to the parties and stuff like that. But by UTD, for one, UTD is not a traditional school. So it's not like it, you know, had I gone to UNT or somebody, you know, just for instance, a school like that, um, where, you know, it's a larger school, there's more of that party kind of atmosphere. I mean, UTD wasn't like that. I mean, it was like, you have to find things to do for fun. Because <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't that type of school. But I will say our chapter was very small. And there were four guys that were really, during the time that I was in the chapter, uh, the four of us, it was myself, a uh, brother named Bruce August Jr., uh, Joshua Story. He's actually the one that told me about you. Um, so, yeah, Josh, and then also Desmond Blair. So it was the four of us, and I mean, man, 
we we laughed like brothers. We fought like brothers. I mean, we we were like a real. I mean, that we never had no fist fight, but just you know, just arguments sometimes and things like that. We spent so much time together because we had to because the chapter was so small. I mean, it was like our whole exec board. Everybody was doing two and three positions. I remember one year I was the chaplain. I was the president. I was. I mean, it was like you know, we were all having these different hats. And at the time, I kept thinking, man, this is like, you know, sometimes I would get frustrated because I was like, I didn't feel like I was getting sometimes the college experience that I wanted. Because, you know, you know, at that age, you know, 22, 21, whatever, you kind of thinking more in that party mode. But Alpha, what, it, what I always credited for, even to this day, is it really grew me up um, in a lot of ways. Because now when I deal with things on the job, or just in life in general, there's not too many things that phase me. Actually, my manager had even told me this a few months ago, and she said, uh, I've never seen you lose your cool. And and a lot of that is, some of that is just my demeanor, but if it's, but I do have to credit that to Alpha too, because um, like I said, a lot of things, I just feel like just get it done, get through it, and <laughs> that's just right. kind of my mentality. Well, that yeah. that's cool, man. Yeah. You definitely um, are on a time schedule when you're trying to go through the process. And and yeah. back in 2004, I'm sure there was a a little bit of a of a of a process to it. And, yeah, and, yeah. You know, you 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 learn how to um, prioritize. Right, <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs> let, let's just call it that. I mean, there's right. consequences exactly. and, and stuff. I will never forget. You know, the lessons that I've learned, man. It, it's amazing how much of your um, current process is based on something that you learned way back in undergrad that was kind of instilled yep. in you, right? So that, that's interesting, man. So what happened, man, as you started to, to road trip and visit other campuses and, and see how big Alpha actually was? I mean, <laughs> what were some of your um, proudest moments? Man, I just remember, you know, I would go to commerce a lot. And, you know, it was a long drive, but I would drive out there. And because, you know, I grew up only child, I was online by myself. You know, sometimes people would be looking for me and I'd be just, I'd just get up and go in my car to go to whoever's party. And I wouldn't wait for anybody to go. I would just go myself because I knew it was going to be people there that I was cool with. So that whole experience of really just being close with a lot of the brothers in the area, um, kind of seeing the different because every school kind of has its own little culture, I would say. So seeing that, you know, from that aspect and then going to some of my first conventions during that time and then actually, um, you know, serving on conventions, um, doing things like that. So that that's what I would say was one of the best things for me was just to see the different school perspective and then get to see, okay, this is how different chapters within the state are doing it. Um, you know, maybe different things within the region and of course a national level too is just really amazing. So I would just say just knowing that you have that brotherhood with with all these guys that are, you know, all around the world, literally, and you know, you all have this common bond, which I think was really cool. Or is really cool, I should say. Yeah. That is good, man. And it sounds like you got um some fond memories and overall Oh, yeah. um, a pretty yeah, positive yeah. experience, man. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's good. And, and, you know, what would you say to someone who's 
maybe an undergrad considering joining the Greek organization, what advice would you give them, you know, before they were to make their decision? You know, I would say now one of the biggest things I've noticed that's so different with a lot of guys and just people, I think, in general, or, or just like the younger generation now, is, you know, everybody wants everything super fast. And the motives for doing things, I feel, are very superficial now compared to how it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And so I know for me, and then like with those guys that I just mentioned, you know, Bruce, Des, Josh, um, and everybody that was in the chapter, um, we all had real reasons why we wanted to do it. You know, some of us may have had fathers that were alphas, that were great examples. Um, some of us just, you know, we were already cool with each other. So it was just, it just made sense to go ahead and do it because we already had formed a brotherhood outside of it. But I would say really just ask, you know, if anybody that's, that's maybe on the fence, just, just ask themselves, you know, why are they doing it? Because to me, if you're just doing it to, you know, just to try to get women or for the letters or for the parties, all of that is going to fade. And then once that's done, it's like, you know, what do you have? You know, what is your real purpose of doing it? So I would say just just have a real idea. I would say that that's the biggest thing to me because I, that's something I just hate to see when when people just do it for the wrong reasons and you know not the the brotherhood aspect. Just kind of following the crowd, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, you, you definitely have to have your 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 mind right, your head straight, and you have to be aware of the direction that you're going. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, man. So right. I, I I applaud you. You know, share those wise words. Oh, with Thank anybody you. that may be listening, man. But and and now that I'm thinking about it, so so tell me one more time, but the name of your line. Oh, sure. Okay. So the name of my line is the frozen one, and then my line's name is the seventh sign of completion. Okay, okay. The seventh sign of completion. And the reason I asked is because <laughs> um man, you, you got another project going on, man. You you're something oh, yes. like a publisher, huh? And, yes, yes. <laughs> and so is there any connection? between the name of your line and the name of your company? Yeah, it is. It is. So it's funny thing. I've always, even before I got an alpha, I've always liked the number seven. And so, I, I you know, seven is like a number. It kind of like follows me a little bit in a sense. So like even with my birth date, I was born exactly seven days after my real, do, well, the due date that they gave my mom. So it was seven days after that. I mean, you just kind of go down the list and it's seven seventh person with alpha and then there's a lot of other sevens that have kind of happened in my life so um i just kind of looked at it as like a meant to be type thing so when it came time for me to do my publishing company i was like oh seven sign you know i'll do that so that's just name popped in my head so it just felt right so that's how i ended up going with that name for the publishing company but yeah definitely um alpha has a, a piece in that you know in my experiences Okay. okay. Yeah. And that, that's cool, man. And, and we, uh, and I would be remiss, man, if I didn't um, list a couple of your titles, man, because it sounds like you, it looks like you're all over Amazon, man. <laughs> you, you, you've, you've released a few, a few articles, man. So when did you actually yeah. start your company? Okay. So um, I start. I self-published my first book in 2011. Um, it's a poetry book and it's called Blurred Vision. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, at that time, I didn't have any desire to do a publishing company. 
um, a couple of friends had kind of kicked around the idea to me and they said, oh, maybe you can do that. And I thought, oh, no, nope, not going to have patience <laughs> to do it. And so many authors, when I released my first book, they would come up to me and they would ask me, well, how did you self-publish? What did you do? And that's really what birthed the whole idea for Seven Sign was just getting all those questions that people were asking me about publishing, self-publishing, things like that. So I actually started uh, Seven Sign in 2013 um, and kind of launched it um, in conjunction with my second book. Well, yeah. man, it, I, I think that's awesome, man. And Thank you. Um, what, what's your latest title that you have out now? Um, so I have well, two books that are, are pretty new. One of them is called Only for One Night. And it's actually the first time that I've co-authored a book. So that was, uh -oh. yeah, yeah, it was me and another lady I know. She's a uh, author friend of mine. Her name is Akilah Renee. And uh, it's a pretty, it's for both of us, it was something new because it's a very um, risque kind of book. I'll say that. So it's, it's something different. A lot of your books have really catchy titles, man. And, and oh, I'm, thank you. I'm just thank kind of you. perusing here, man. And I, I, I'm definitely going to go check it out, man. But for our listeners out Appreciate there that want to learn a little bit more about um, your publishing company and the titles that you have, where would they go to find it? Okay. Um, so they can go to my website, and it's poeticexpressions.com. And I spelled a little funny. I'm not like the typical P-O-E-T-I-C, but it's part of my last name. So it's actually P-E-A-U-X. Um, E-T-I-C and then expression. So it's all one word. Um, so I have all of my books there. I published uh, several books for other authors too. So those books you can find there. And then, um, yeah, and have some more things coming in the works this year. I have um, books from three different authors uh, that I'll be publishing later this year. And then I have my own book coming out um, probably like November, December timeframe this year. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, you know, you. we wish you nothing but the best of success. And um, Carlos, we really appreciate you uh, taking time out to come talk to us today on Weekly oh, yeah. Speaking, okay? No doubt, no doubt. Thanks, Eric. I'm definitely glad and honored to have been a part of it.